Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Today, um, as we're coming into, you know, Connect Sunday here, I was going, okay, let's do a three by 10. And at first I was like, all right, let's pick three. And then, you know, I'm starting to look at all of our leaders and our coaches. And I was just like, oh man, uh, three is way too little. So we're going to have to do at least six. And, um, but it felt like, you know, I don't want to do the math, but five minutes each felt too small to do like 25 people. So I thought, okay, we're just going to stick to three by 10, but multiply it times two. And uh, we just have some of the best leaders. Our first service, you're going to have to podcast both services because first service was incredible. And I'm excited about the lineup this morning, okay? I'm going to give a quick little intro. These three are both leaders that are all, all these, these three are all leaders who love God, carry such a strength on them, carry authority on them, carry the word of God in them. And so I'm excited to have them preaching. Uh, first up here in a minute is going to be Josiah Haas, ladies and gentlemen. excited about that. Followed up by the rose between thorns, Courtney Nelson. Come on, somebody. Courtney! Land the plane. We got Zach Spear. I feel like I needed to give, like, stats. Coming in at six foot two or whatever. Uh, three. Six three. Okay. That only works <laughs> for the guys. Okay. Can't be shouting out stats. Okay, anyways, praise God. Um, all these guys can dunk on us or lay up on us. Okay, that's going to be good. Uh, I, I'm excited to have each of you guys bring the word. I want you guys to lean in. I want you guys to get ready. Uh, God has a word that he has given them that is for us here today, and I'm excited for us to lean into it. So come on, church, help me welcome first preacher to kick it off, Josiah. Let's go. Pastor Samuel, so grateful to be here. I love the Deuce. They're the best looking campus pastors at our whole church. Heinrichs are close second. Heinrichs are close second, but you guys are first. Uh, Pastor Samuel inspired me, actually. I'm writing a book called 53 Verses uh, for Men and All the Above. Yeah. Just for the, the one week of the year when you need two verses, you know, it can be a rough, be a rough week. Um, but... If you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 10. And it says, Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There yet remains the youngest. And there he is, keeping the sheep. And then fast forward in verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And the title of my message just might not make sense right away, but it's called As His Own. And so if you, you know, I'm so grateful. Today is Connect Sunday, right? I actually, uh, I met Mackenzie, that, that pretty girl there that, uh, at, at Connect Group. Um, 
so I'm, I'm especially, I, I, was, I love this church, you know? And um, yeah, I said, who, who is she? And, and then someone said, oh, that's Mackenzie, but, but she has a boyfriend. And I said, well, she's about to have a new one. And then I went, You gotta prophesy, speak it, amen, speak it. Um, but, <laughs> don't worry, I'm honoring the four foot rule, don't worry, don't worry. But, um, you know, before all that, before I came to Awaken, I, I grew up in a small church and uh, for all my life, since I was born, my, my parents are here today, so grateful for you guys. Grew up in a small church and, um, you know, everybody kind of knew each other. My parents were there all the time. I, I don't know, maybe I was conceived in that church, like just there all the time. And, um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so I, I would walk around and I'd see, see all these people that I knew every week. And you know, from the time I'm born till the time I'm 15, I remember being 15 years old and I passed this guy uh, and he goes, oh, how you doing, Joseph? You doing good? You're doing... I'm like, dude, I've only known you all my life. Like, it's Josiah. And, um, you know, I can laugh about it now, but back then I was like realizing, man, that kind of hurt, you know, just feeling overlooked, feeling insignificant, and just being like, there, there's nobody that really knows me at this church. There's nobody that truly, like, knows who Josiah is. And I can relate to David because his family, his, da- his own dad won't even bring him out to be an option to be king. You know, the big guy's coming in and let me just hide this guy away. And I can imagine David just being with his sheep and just, you know, feeling insignificant, feeling overlooked and being like, all my brothers are over there and I'm the only one. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chill here with my sheep. You know, just, you know, Timmy understands me. He, he gets me, but nobody else gets me, you know? And um, so, you know, growing up, like I can imagine you, you I wanted to be noticed, but I, I was afraid of, of being known by people. I was afraid of the rejection that, that could come if, if, I was, if I would be vulnerable with people, if I would open up and get in community. And so, you know, and uh, it's just so sad seeing David just with his sheep. You know, it's, you feel like nobody will ever understand you. Nobody gets me. Nobody feels the way that I feel. And, um, but David gets anointed king. Amen. And... In 1 Samuel 17, verse 28, Jesse tells David to go out. It's where Goliath comes into battle. And he tells David, go feed your brothers. They're, they're out there at war. You know, help them out. And uh, verse 28 says, now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And it's like, David, just every time he steps out, he can't catch a break. Like, every time, the, the guy that's supposed to be protecting him, the guy that's supposed to be encouraging his older brother puts him down. His older brother, out of his own insecurity, out of his own fear, puts down David because Eliab wasn't doing anything. You know, they're just out there. No, they're not even battling Goliath. They're just out there all looking around. But, but he sees David with a, with a warrior spirit on the inside of him, and he says, I'm not you know, I'm afraid of that. I'm, I'm insecure. That's my youngest brother. He got anointed king. They passed me by. And he, he lashes out at David. And David has a couple of options. So he can either go back to the sheep at this point. He can either go back to his isolation, go back to, to the people, the, the little Timmy sheeps that will make him feel good, that will validate what he's saying. 
or he can stay out there. And, and what David does is so powerful. It says that he turned. He turned away from that, and he spoke to someone else. And we all know the story. David defeated Goliath. Amen. Come on. And, um, and he ended up becoming king, and later on he lived a great life. But, but in my life, I was so insecure. I, I was so isolated. I remember my buddy, you can ask Jake Kiefer over there. He, he would call me, text me, and I, was, I would just ghost people. I would stay away from that because I said, sometimes it's just easier. It's just easier to be alone. It's just easier to stay away from people. It's just, it's just easier. And so I don't want the vulnerability. I don't want to be close to people because the fear of rejection that would haunt me, the fear of rejection, if I ever would open up and tell people what I was actually going through, then what if they reject me for who I am? But if I put on a facade, then they can reject that. I don't care. But if they reject Josiah, they can reject Joseph all they want, but as if they reject me, then that, that's what hurts. But I became desperate in 2020. I read, I read a Bible verse, uh, 1 John 1, 7. It says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. So I said, I'm struggling. I, I'm desperate for my life to change. I have to have it changed and I don't know what to do. And me and Jake were looking for, for a place. We said, I, I got to get to a new church. I got I to gotta find community. And on September 15th, 2020, we walked in uh, to men's prayer. And we were greeted by a handsome man with a beard who we had known earlier, Pastor Connor Mead. And he looked me right in my eyes and said, Jake, Josiah. And I just felt so seen. I felt so loved. And then right after him, there was a, a man with a very strong back and a beautiful smile, and he said, the name's Jesse, nice to meet you. Looked me right in the eyes, and I was like, these people that I just met see me for who I am, they, they, they feel like they love me. And I remember Pastor Connor took me and Jake, and we, we went into a, a prayer group with Tiger Webster, who's uh, up north now, but Instead of me being judged, instead of me being condemned, I just felt loved. And I said, I gotta get in here. And I remember walking out just being free, just being so, just, I felt like I was on, in heaven. And you, I'm telling you, you need people. If you're afraid, if, if people have rejected you in the past, you need people. And um, in 1 Samuel 18, verse one, it says, now when he, David had finished speaking with Saul. There's a, Saul's son, his name is Jonathan. It said, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. In this house, if you get over your fear, if you get over your rejection, you're gonna find people that love you as their own. They're, you're gonna find people that love you for who you really are. I remember a few months ago, the same man that greeted me and said his name was Jesse was at the altar at Emerge Night. And I said, I'm, I'm struggling with this, Pastor Jesse. And I bawled my eyes out right to him. And he was there for me. He said, I always got time for you. And I'm just so grateful for you, Pastor Jess. I'm so grateful for you, Pastor Cat. And I'm telling you, if fear of people, if fear of rejection has held you down in the past, don't let it. Join a connect group. Get to men's prayer every week. You will not regret it. Um, I'm going to pray right now. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for 
your mercy. We thank you for your grace, God. We thank you for bringing every single person into this house, into this service today, that we're gonna love you, God, and that we're gonna get planted and we're gonna serve you for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. And thank you. Thank you. And um, now we have an amazing preacher, an amazing woman who married a South African baddie, super, Miss Courtney Nelson. You have amazing kids. We're so excited for you. Thank you, Josiah. I think that was an amazing word. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Josiah. I love that word. So good. And Pastor Samuel and Pastor Katie, thank you so much for inviting me to share today on Connect Sunday. Um, I just had a word for someone during worship. Matt Keesling, um, it's so good to see you. Uh, you came through DNA uh, last year, so my husband Mark and I had the pleasure of meeting you, and I just felt like God was saying today to you that you, he sees you specifically, he created you specifically. There's nothing generic about you, and I believe you're an engineer, is that right? So just the same detail that you put into your work, God put that same detail in consideration when he created you. So I bless you with that today. Yeah. And I also just want to get a, a little bit of honor. Um, you know, when my, my husband, Mark, uh, and I moved out here with our kids three, uh, three and a half years ago, we, our top priority in coming out here was finding good soil to plant ourselves in, a church with good soil. And so it took us a minute to find Awaken, but when we did in May of 2021, not only was Pastor Cat preaching on that first Sunday, and it was epic, as if I needed more confirmation, but no. But you can tell the quality of the soil by the quality of the leaders that it produces. And Pastor Samuel, Pastor Katie, Pastor Kat, Pastor Jesse, you guys are the best of the best. You, yes, you empower people so well. You love people so well. And my whole family, kids included, are so blessed by your friendship and by your leadership. So thank you so much. I also want to honor my amazing, yes, as just I said, South African, surfer husband. But... He's also, he's also an amazing leader of our family, and he leads, he's always led us with prophetic vision. He has always put Jesus at the center, and because of that, in the midst of so much transition over the past three and a half years, we have had so much peace and um, just consistency in our family, so thank you so much for that. And lastly, lastly, I want to honor my beautiful kiddos. I don't know if you're here or if, yes, you are, yes. Brooke is living her best life in Awakened Kids. Um, but I just want to honor you because you are so courageous. And you too, Cam, my nephew is here too. Because you uh, left a beautiful church family in Chicago that you were basically born and raised in. You, uh, four, three and a half years ago, you left all your friends, you left family, you left everything that was familiar. And I'm so proud of you for doing that because you chose to trust Mark and I. That's a little scary. And ultimately you chose to trust God and what God has done, he has redeemed tenfold, if not more, relationships and friendships for our kids and for Mark and I. And God is so good. God is so faithful, you guys. He does not want us to go about life on our own. He is so faithful. He wants to bring people around you. He wants to bring you to beautiful soil that you can plant yourselves in. Because he knows that when you're planted, your purpose is going to be unlocked. And that is what I want to talk to you today about, is the power of being planted. And one of the reasons that being planted is so powerful 
is because there's actually a promise attached to it. Um, in Psalm 92, 12 to 13, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. I don't know about you, but I want my family to flourish in the courts of the God, of our God. I want my kids to flourish, and I want every single person that we bring into this house to flourish in the courts of our God. He's so good. So what is being planted? Um, being planted is not just coming on a Sunday. It's not. It's not just listening to podcasts. <laughs> being planted is being all in, is digging your roots down deep. Your roots down deep. It requires being uh, active, and it requires being intentional. And so um, I want to just encourage you to commit to the process of being planted. And thankfully, and I was so grateful for this, and we came to Awaken, the process is, is so laid out clearly at Awaken. They've given us so many tools that we can engage in to really get planted. You've heard them before. Men's and women's prayer. Come to DNA. Get connected with a connect group. Those green cards. Wave them around if you have them. That is your ticket to getting planted more deeply. When Mark and I uh, joined our first connect group, our friendships and my kids' friendships just went to the next level. So um, it just I encourage you to do that. Also, um, I emphasize commit because you need to commit and don't quit. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I wanted to quit a few times. I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was like uh, an awkward middle schooler multiple times. When I would show up to women's prayer, and I'm like, I don't know how to pray like that. I feel so awkward. I don't know anybody standing there in the lobby as friendly of a church as we are. There's occasionally I'd be standing there by myself, like, okay. But you just need to commit to the process because on the other side of that is when your purpose is going to be unlocked. And so I just kind of want to land this with this encouragement from the story of Zacchaeus because I feel like it encompasses so much of what I'm hoping to impart to you this morning. So a quick little overview of the first four verses. We have Zacchaeus. He is a wealthy tax collector, but, uh, and he, he hears that Jesus is in town, right? So this hunger kind of starts to stir, and he wants to just catch a glimpse of Jesus. Unfortunately, he's short. So the crowd is a hindrance to him. He has to get away from the crowd, and also, to be honest, the crowd doesn't probably like him that much because he's taking their money all the time. So he runs ahead of the crowd, and he finds... A sycamore fig tree. Look it up. It's a beautiful tree. I looked it up. But anyway, he climbs up in there, and he finds a spot, and he's hoping to catch a glimpse of Jesus. Now, can you imagine if the story stopped there? Okay? He'd probably get a really good picture of Jesus. He could post on his Facebook, and he'd get a lot of likes. But his life would not be transformed. He would just be camped out there, away from the crowd. But thankfully, Jesus had such better plans for Zacchaeus that day. He was going to call him into an encounter that would change his life forever. So let's read for one second. Uh, in verses 5 and 6, it says, When Jesus reached the spot where Zacchaeus was, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. I love that so much because Jesus is doing three things in that. He calls him by name for a specific time. And he gives him a specific purpose. I mean, he could have been like, hey, you there up in the tree. You want to come down? And I got a job for you to do. But he didn't, right? He was like Zacchaeus because he's specific. He's unique. He's not disposable. He's not generic. He's specific. For a specific time, like right now. Like don't wait. Don't think about it. 
It was like, you come down now or I have to keep going, right? And with a specific purpose, he got to host the Messiah in his house. I don't think he was expecting that that day. Isn't that beautiful? Can you imagine just the joy? We see that then he, he welcomed him gladly. I mean, the joy. Some translations say joyfully. We get filled with joy when we respond. And I, I just felt to encourage two groups of people for, out of this story today. The first is a group of people that maybe you're there kind of up in the tree, right? You're away from the crowd because it's easier. It's probably more convenient. You're hoping to catch a glimpse of Jesus. But Jesus is calling you out of the tree today because he has so much more for your life. He's calling you by name. He has a specific purpose for you, and he's calling you right now. No more hiding behind your shame. No more hiding behind busyness. No more hiding behind a list of excuses. The time is now. It is now. And the last group of people I want to encourage are those of us who have taken hold of that promise of being planted. We've committed to the process. We've gone through it, and we've found our people, and our purpose is being unlocked, and uh, we have this incredible group of people around us. Oftentimes, there's this temptation, and sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, but we kind of just go in this little holy huddle, right? right? Because we're having so much fun. Right, Pastor Katie? So much fun. So, but I just encourage you, and I feel like God is encouraging us to do this. Let's be like Jesus and ask him to reveal to us the Zacchaeuses that are up in the tree so that we can call them down by name for this time, for this purpose, to get planted deep here in the soil. Thank you, guys. All right. We saved the best for last. <laughs> Zacchaeus. I mean, Zach himself. Come on down. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I kind of think of myself as a Zechariah more than Zacchaeus. <clears throat> but I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending time with, uh, with us this morning. And, uh, man, it's so good to share the stage with Josiah and Courtney. Absolutely amazing. We get to double dip this morning, and the 9 a.m. was incredible. I got to watch my beautiful wife uh, be the rose among thorns and absolutely kill it. It was absolutely incredible. So, guys, I'm going to just go ahead and start with the verse. You can throw it up on the screen here. It's John 13, 34 through 35. It says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And 35 is this. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So you might not know this, but I grew up in Chicago. Can I get an amen, Courtney? <laughs> so I grew up in Chicago, and uh, I didn't know you were from the mafia. Did you catch that little mafia in Courtney when she did that? She's like, hey, Zacchaeus, come with me. I got something to tell you. I'm like, well, okay, I'm not messing with Courtney. Okay, I don't know which part of the south, south side. Um, so I'm from Chicago. I grew up in a, in a very large church. It was called Willow Creek. It was one of the biggest churches in the United States for a good couple decades. Um, I, was, I, was a, I was a pastor's kid. So uh, my dad is a pastor at Willow Creek. And does anybody know anything about pastor's kids? <laughs> you can either be real goody two-shoe, like you boring, right? But, but you don't get in trouble, right? Or you, the other side of the coin, you, you're a little crazy, like real crazy. And so I pride myself on being somewhere on the spectrum, not on the full crazy side. Definitely wasn't boring. <laughs> and if I'm honest with you, I, uh, I started to make some pretty stupid choices. And I started to kind of 
spiral my life in a way that, that wasn't good. It definitely wasn't conducive. I was not living in a godly way. I was not a man of my word. Uh, I was definitely in idolatry. I was idolizing success, idolizing money, uh, not treating relationships with women right. Basically, like, you can check a lot of stuff on the wrong column, and I was doing a lot of, that, a lot of those things. My dad laid a great foundation for me, but like I said, there was a spiral there, and I wasn't quite catching it. When I was 20 years old, I got a phone call. You, you guys may have got a phone call like this, too. <clears throat> a phone call went something like this. It was, backstory, this is a really good friend of mine that I used to work with in, uh, in the car dealership world. This is a really good friend of mine. Hey, Zach, it's Otto. His name's O-T-T-O, Otto. Hey, Zach, it's Otto. Yeah. I'm like, why are you introducing yourself to me? <laughs> hey, Zach, it's Otto. Hey, hope you're doing grid, man. Hey, listen, um, I was just thinking about you, and uh, so I have a friend, and um, we're new friends, and uh, anyway, his name's Mark, and um, he's 27, and he's, um, he's kind of like a business mentor of mine, and, um, and he's, he's about to retire. He's about to retire, and he's 27. And um, anyway, so we were just you know, doing some business together, and we're expanding in your area, and um, just wanted to see if you kept your options open for other streams of income. And I'm, Auto? Like, what? So if you guys didn't catch it yet, uh, that was a call about Amway. And, and I got on the phone with that guy. His name was Mark. And uh, that, that phone call was actually hilarious. But it was an introduction into this guy, Mark. And Mark, I ended up getting a relationship with Mark. And by the way, I, I'm no, no knock against Amway or network marketing, MLM. I appreciate your industriousness. You know, not knocking it. That's how I got introduced to Mark. And Mark was 27. And Mark was the perfect man in my life that I needed at that time. I just didn't know it yet. Mark actually became the, the mentor to me that I needed. Mark became the guy that was in life where I wanted to be. He had an amazing relationship with his wife. His finances were in a lot better order than I was. He had an amazing relationship with God. And he had everything that I should have been. Remember a couple years in a relationship with him, and we were, you know, I was trying to do, do life a much better way. I was getting closer to God. I was working on you know, a company that I was trying to start. I was trying to you know, sort out my relationships. And I, was I came to Mark and I, was, and I started to tell him all these things. And basically there were excuses as to why I wasn't getting certain results in relationships, in finances, in investing, all these different things. I was, I was telling him all these reasons why I wasn't getting results. And he's like, okay, you, just doing, you know when someone just can't take it anymore? He's like, yeah, 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 okay, got you, I got you. He's like, Zach, listen, you have a good heart, man. And you have really good intentions. And I love that about you. He's like, but honestly, dude, your intentions right now just don't really mean much. Your results mean everything. I was like, oh, that was such a sharp cookie. Why are you, oh, it's so good though. I just ate it. It was like, but it hurts so good going down. Like, okay, give me more cookies, Mark. Give me more of those cookies. <laughs> a couple of years later, I get a lot of these things in order. But I'm not married yet. I don't even have the girl. I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't find the girl. And I'm searching for the girl, you know? Josiah, I appreciate your uh, confidence, brother. Hey, you got a girlfriend? You about to, or get a boyfriend? You about to have a new one. Um, so I'm like, I'm searching for the girl, right? And I'm like, Mark, I can't find the girl, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm doing everything right. I checked every single box you've told me to check. We've got problems. Something that you told me isn't right. He's like, Zach, what? <laughs> Zach, stop. How about this? What if, instead of trying to do a bunch of things, what if you just focused on being the man that she's praying for right now? Maybe she'll show up. Oh, you got more of them cookies, Mark. They keep coming. 
And this was over and over and over and over and over and over again. And what Mark effectively was for me was the ultimate connect coach. He was the mentor for me or the discipler for me. He was the Paul. I was the Timothy. My dad laid an amazing foundation for me. My dad baptized me when I was young. And as I told you, I got lost. Mark rebaptized me, helped me rededicate my life to Christ. Without Mark, I honestly, truly have no idea where I would be. Zero idea. Wouldn't be here, I can promise you that. I'm sure there was plenty of days when he questioned himself. He's a human too. He's a married man with kids. I'm sure there's many days when I called him with stupid questions. Stupid by my perspective, but they were legitimate, right? There's times when I needed him. And I needed someone to talk to. And I'm sure there was times when he just didn't want to talk. But he did. He still shut up for me. Because he did, now Ashley and I get to live a victorious life. And Mark, at some point, passed a mantle to us where we could start to disciple. We could be in connection with people. One of the things I love about connect groups is you can join, you can pour, and you can lead. Some of the first couples that joined our connect group two and a half, three years ago, they walked in, there was a couple, they walked into our living room and it was, uh, there was a you know, group of us and they, they walk in, they sit down and I thought they were gonna kill each other. I'm like, there, there's gonna be a fight. I'm like, Ashley, get the popcorn, I've gotta watch. Um, <laughs> but over the last few years, they have grown and grown and grown and it's been so cool to watch them flourish because they have planted in, like Courtney said, they've grown deep roots and now they're leading their own connect group. There's another guy who came into our connect group and he was dating a gal and he thought this was the one. And, you know, you, you, know, you kind of see something, you're like, yeah, I'm not sure. You're going to walk this out, but, you know, if you go too far, I'm going to say something. <laughs> and he just, he just kept getting around these people with relationships, with good relationships. And he was like, you know, I think, what's up, Jimmy? This is good stuff. <laughs> By the way, I might call you later for some of these moments when I'm telling Ashley some nice things about her. <laughs> this would be good. <laughs> Will you? Never mind. You know when you get a joke and you realize you shouldn't say it because you have a microphone? That just happened. <laughs> the Lord works. So this guy ends up breaking up with this gal. And now he's not only been engaged, but now he's married to literally the most perfect woman in the world for him. He has his dream bride. She has her dream husband. Then there's other people that they're strong in their faith. Maybe that's some of you. You're strong in your faith. You're rock solid. But maybe you just need a place to connect with other like-minded people. We run a group that is very focused on entrepreneurs and very focused on married couples. And there's some really strong, faith-filled entrepreneurs and couples in a group. But they just need a place to do life with others. And then there's people that are brand new in their faith walk. Maybe they're brand new or maybe they got kicked down. Maybe they got beat down and they just need a place to restart that walk. See, I think truly it's all about being in community. It's all about doing life with people, just like this, just like we talked about today. There's a lot of stuff going around about like the reclusive Christian. Like, oh yeah, you don't need to do life with people. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says you have to show up on a Sunday to a building. You can just commune with God in your room. And yeah, you can commune with God in your room, but God also called us to be in community with people. He did say that iron sharpens iron. Not myself sharpens myself. Let's pull that verse back up on the screen one more time. A new commandment I give to you that if you love one another as I have loved you, that you love one another. By this, this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Guys, if it wasn't for Mark, 
I would be a wandering generality. Think about that for a moment. A wandering generality, a statistic, I promise you. I wouldn't be in San Diego. I wouldn't have never met Ashley. And if I did, there's no way she would have married me. We would never have a business that God continues to bless. We wouldn't have a home on a mountain with multiple acres in San Diego. We wouldn't have this church with friendships that grow deep. I'd be a wandering, means lost, generality, be a wandering statistic. Mark loved me. Did you hear that? But this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Mark loved me. See, discipleship and community is hard. It is. Just like Ashley talked about in the first service, Courtney talked about it today, so did Josiah. But I don't know about you, I'm not personally trying to go to bed tired every night. I'm trying to go to bed empty. I'm trying to go to bed, God, you've poured me, you've poured into me, let me pour out. And then have, have other people pour back into me. So I just wanna encourage everyone here to be in community, be in a connect group, be in discipleship, be a Mark, be a Timothy, join a connect group if you need to. What's there to lose? I ask myself all that time, Ashley and I play mental framework games all the time when we're taking business decisions or business risks. What's the downside? What's the downside? Join a connect group, what's the downside? What could possibly go wrong? We get hurt? What happens if we don't though? What's the reverse clause? What happens if we don't do it? So join a connect group. Number two, pour. Can you pour into someone? Can you be Mark? Can you be Mark? And three, can you lead? If God is calling you to a higher level of it, I encourage you to answer the call because the part of the story that I didn't tell you, the part of the story that I didn't tell you is that earlier that week when Otto called me, I was on my knees. It's like, God, just come back. So where are you? And six days later on a Sunday, Mark called me. And right now, there could be someone on their knees right now praying for you. Praying for you to just be their friend. Praying for you to pour in. Praying for you to lead. So whatever he's calling you to do, guys, I want to pray for you guys. So if you can bow your heads, God, we thank you. We thank you for each and every person here. God, we thank you for highlighting in them right now what you're looking for them to do. God, we thank you that if there is hurt from the past that you remove it, God, that you heal them in an instant, that you set them on a journey. God, we thank you for community. We thank you for a discipleship. Can we pray that whatever you're calling us to, join a connect group, pour in at our current one, or maybe even lead one. God, that you give us the courage to do that. We love you. We give you all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, as we wrap up, I just want to give an invitation for you to accept Christ if you don't know Jesus yet. And I know a lot of us do, but there's some of us that probably don't. Or maybe we need to recommit our life like me. Maybe we have gotten off course. I was a pastor's kid at a mega church, you guys. And I got off course and I needed to come back. Maybe it's just rededicating your life. Maybe it's, man, I've been a little bit off. And I know I can feel it right now. There's people's hearts are beating. There's a, probably a weight on your shoulders. Maybe you just need to rededicate your life. 
Maybe you need to find Jesus for the first time, but I wanna give you that invitation. So if you guys could bow your heads, close your eyes one last time, with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm gonna give you an invitation here to accept Christ into your life. So on the count of three, I'm gonna ask that you raise your hand and we're gonna say a prayer together. One, two, I promise you it's worth it. Three, raise your hand right now. Raise your hand if you wanna accept Christ or read a tape. I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. One more second, keep your hands in the air. I see you, I see you. There's, I know there's another one. April 2000. Nine, I rededicated my life. A man waited for me. I'm waiting for you. I see you. Church family, let's say this prayer together. Everyone with your hands raised, we're gonna say this prayer with you. God, thank you. I separated myself from you. But I believe that you came as a perfect sacrifice for me. God, I believe that you are my Lord and Savior. And I accept you into my heart. I say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.